0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now.
1: Member FDIC. All right, time to do this for Tuesday, October 5th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 at a.m. 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line is also open this hour. I'm going to fire that up for you here in a minute, 304 523 Two two seven five. That that is, 304-523-2275. We've got coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Coach Off. We've got some of his select comments from his media availability earlier in the day. Uh, There are a few things uh, that I want to go over with you. Of course, we look back briefly at the game against Middle Tennessee, the loss. Looking ahead, he talks a little bit about some of the things that they're trying to do to... Close the gap. Uh, I don't want to you know, use his, uh, his cliches, but closing the gap is what they uh, are trying to do. And uh, we'll look a little b- bit at the Old Dominion game itself. So we're going to do that. But as always, I want your real-time comments. So you can text what you think he is saying that you like, you don't like or what he hasn't said that you wanted to hear. All of that coming up this hour. And again, the text line is 304-523-2275. We'll do that. And uh, as we get closer to Old Dominion coming up this week, Marshall has only lost once to Old Dominion. Hopefully that's not going to be changing after the game on Saturday. The last time Marshall lost to Old Dominion was the first time, was back on November 5th, 2016 in Norfolk. Other than that, Marshall's been pretty good against Old Dominion. So if you're looking for an opponent that you historically have had success against, this is it. Old Dominion, this is the team. Last time these two teams met, 2019, Marshall beating Old Dominion 31-17. This is it. This is your opponent. So you're hoping that uh, this continues and you want to get that first conference win so you can get that second conference win. And you look at how Marshall's lost over the last few games. What's the difference here? How many points has it been? And it's 11. Marshall could be an undefeated team. Just find 11 more points. Don't turn the ball over. Do some of the things that you need to do that a great football team does. Instead of... You didn't go out and get beat by Appalachian State. They won the game, but you didn't get beat. Middle Tennessee, you could have won that game. You didn't get beat by Middle Tennessee. You got beat by yourself. At least that's what the narrative is coming out of the Shuey and from Marshall. They're trying to instill in these kids that if you play good football, you don't make these mistakes, and you focus on the right things, you might be undefeated right now. So what if you focus on the right things and clean all that up? How good of a team can you be? So that's where we're at coming out of the shoey. We'll hear all of that a little bit later on. We have baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. It's coming up at 730. It's the American League wildcard game between the Yankees and the Red Sox. New York is 4-0 in its last four wildcard games. So maybe that continues. We'll find out. We'll do it all together, 7.30 tonight here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 9.30. Should be a fun one. Always Yankees, Red Sox, that's always fun. That's like the American baseball game, the Yankees and the Red Sox. When you think Americana, you think baseball. Do you think Reds, Indians? I mean, sorry, I, I no, you don't. You think Yankees, Red Sox. Sure, the Reds are the oldest team in baseball. They're the they're no. You think when you think Americana here, you think Yankees and Red Sox. So that's the game coming up tonight. Uh, NBA preseason, that's a thing. We got NBA action tonight. Uh, A couple of games that you can actually watch. Cleveland at Chicago. That's going to be on Bally Sports Ohio, 8 o'clock. Cleveland, Chicago. Not what it once was. And that was only a few years with LeBron there. So not what it once was. But then again, Chicago's not what it once was either. Chicago's not as good as they used to be, or, you know, not, not even close. Cleveland, skip that one. Watch uh, Milwaukee at Memphis. That's coming up tonight, 8 o'clock, TNT. If you're not into baseball, uh, you got that. And, of course, NHL preseason hockey, game of more importance to uh, most of you is Buffalo at Pittsburgh. That's going to be on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh tonight, 7 o'clock. Um, If you got NHL Network, you can watch Florida versus Tampa Bay. It's going to be in Orlando tonight, NHL Network. That should be a fun one. I would watch that one. Also, you've got Montreal at Toronto. If you like the Hockeys, A, that's your matchup right there. Montreal, Toronto, if you like the Hockeys. Uh, If you you are more – you know, actually, this one might be more of the West Virginia game right here, uh, more so than the Pittsburgh game. Buffalo and Pittsburgh – you know what? The game that screams West Virginia to me is Nashville at Carolina. Carolina. Nashville at Carolina tonight. I actually might watch that. You know why? Because, again, that screams West Virginia. How many How many people in West Virginia love making that trip to Nashville and love Carolina? That's, that's your West Virginia game of the night right there, Nashville at Carolina. Um the, the Paul Swan game of the night is probably going to be Vegas at Colorado, 9 o'clock. The, Seattle's taking on Vancouver tonight, NHL Network at 10 o'clock, and then Arizona at Los Angeles is at 10.30 p.m. So if you got the ESPN Pluses, uh, you'll get to watch most of those games. So a lot of hockey action tonight, a lot of baseball action. Of course, we've got NBA preseason. We have got football to start getting into as the Thundering Herd taking on Old Dominion. Uh, As we continue to break them down, we're going to have Ted Alexander join us tomorrow on the program, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs. And as you break them down, you kind of look at a few things like the tight end, for example. I notice they go to the tight end a lot. They like running the tight end play. So, yeah, I asked Coach Huff about that, and you'll get his thoughts on that. Also, you you look at some of the things uh, that they do. Uh, They're really good. Special teams, they're really good. If you punt the ball, prepare for them to take it out of the air and maybe do something with it. They're really good at blocking. They're leading the nation right there in block kicks. So Coach Huff's really high on them. You're going to hear that also. Losing to Middle Tennessee, that's a bitter pill to swallow for a lot of herd fans. You do it almost every other year. You go to Murfreesboro, you lose. Almost every time, except one time, you've gone to Murfreesboro and lost. So nothing's new there. Nothing has changed there, but it's still a bitter pill to swallow. Also, Middle Tennessee found its running game. That was the one thing that really shocked me is they had had difficulty running. They don't really run. They're not a put-it-on-the-ground-and-pound-it type team, but they were able to do that. So that's got to be really concerning. You'll look at them next game. If they can do that again, then, okay, that's good for them, and you see that they've improved in that area. If they don't do that again for a while, you got to be scratching your head like, "What, what did we do wrong if you're on that defensive side of the ball? But at the same time, I think they've got to the point where they've moved on. S- smartly understand what happened that game and moved on. But still, as fans, I'm sure you're sitting there going, how do you give up all that yardage to, to middle Tennessee on the ground? And a few things here, a few things there. Maybe this team turns it around and starts getting those wins to start piling up. I mean, you've lost three. You don't want to lose anymore because all of a sudden, we're getting to that point in the season where you start thinking bowl game. you got to start winning some of these games. Not necessarily. I'm not thinking Conference USA Championship right now. I'm thinking one game <laughs> at a time here. Let's see the herd beat Old Dominion. But you got to start thinking bowl game, or at least the fans are thinking bowl game. If you are someone who gets into the bowls, you like traveling, you like doing that, Guess what? Uh, I don't know what the bowl situation is going to look like for the herd here. Marshall's got to start winning real quick. But at the same time, this isn't a terrible team. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this is a terrible team. There's just a lot of things that need to be cleaned up and corrected, and we need to start seeing that. So we'll hear from Coach Huff here in a few minutes. We'll find out how he's addressing this, how he's going about maybe getting things to finally connect where it needs to connect to in this puzzle. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line is open for you, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We're going to hear from Coach Huff, get his thoughts on the season ahead. That means Old Dominion. And what happened against Middle Tennessee. We'll do that when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Tuesday, October 5th edition. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program. We do it the old-fashioned way. We got the phone line. That's right. We keep the phone company in business at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart seltzer. It is made pure. You can also join us on the text line. That is 2275 304 2275. As we fire up the text machine for you, get your thoughts on anything that you hear Coach Huff talk about today or anything that you want to get off your chest. We will do that here during the next few minutes. We got Coach Huff, and there are a few things that Coach Huff put out there. And for the sake of not running, a long soundbite, just for the sake uh, of so, some some brevity here. He talked about breast cancer awareness and basically came out and said, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, I'm condensing it, is that the herd's not coming out in pink socks or anything like that. And it's not because you know he's uh, against that. It's just that they want to do something more tangible because he believes that the uniform is a uniform, not a costume, and that doesn't do anything any good. There's enough awareness. He wants to do something tangible, so there's going to be a match program because the players get a, a per diem, and they're going to take a dollar uh, from that per diem uh, over a period of time. During the schedule and coach is going to match that and they're going to give that to a uh, organization locally to try to have something be a little bit more tangible. So he talked about that. I just want to put that out there. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more detail as the week progresses. Also, uh, shout out to our good friend, the columnist, Chuck Landon. He's a uh, not feeling well. There's um, some things going on with him that uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, that's uh, up to him if you follow him on social media or if you interact with him. That's up for him to uh, to talk about. But uh, let's just say uh, we wish him well. Uh, text him earlier. He's doing well. He's uh, got a couple things going on. So uh, you haven't uh, haven't seen him around a few days. Uh, that's, that's it. Sort of like when I was, um, you know, not around. Yeah, had some things going on as well, and we'll keep it at that as well. But uh, Coach um, Huff, personable guy, right? Throwing all that stuff out there, um, wants to be a a servant leader. He talked about that. So that was the first part of the first part of his opening statement. And so the thing that we're here now to talk about is the football game itself. So this is Coach Huff's opening statement, uh, talking about the last game, and we're looking ahead to Old Dominion.
0: Last game, we had a chance to talk after the game. Um, Obviously, you you all could could see it. Ray Charles could see the issue um, that that happened Saturday night. Uh, We've got to find a way to eliminate the turnovers. Um, It's been something that's been happening since the first game of the year. Uh, we've gotten away with it in multiple games, um, and now it's catching up to us. And I think sometimes it takes a failure to learn. You know, you talk about, you know, in the first game, not turn it over, not turn it over, not turn it over. And in young running backs, mind, not necessarily our guys, but, you know, well, I didn't fumble, I got it back. Um, and, you know, you kind of not really think about it. And then as the year goes on, you don't get them back. I don't know if it was, you know, like the vortex – but every ball that came out Saturday night just seemed to like repel away from all of our guys. I mean, not even close to like, did we get it? Did we get it? No, no, we don't we don't have a guy in the area. So I think what we're what we're you know going through now, hopefully our guys had a chance to see it. Um, I talked to the team and I told them we had six turnovers and a block punt. And we were still less than a half a yard away from having an opportunity to go win the game. How great can we be if we stop beating ourselves? I told him when I went in the locker room, I said, do not hang your head. And I believe you hang your head when you play your best and the other team beats you. You know, it's kind of, man. You don't hang your head when you beat yourself. You got to look in the mirror and say, how can I get better? And that was one of the things we talked about. Um, Obviously, I thought our defense played well enough for us to win the game, especially in the second half. Um, We kept turning it over, they'd come out and get a stop. We'd turn it over, they'd come out and get a stop. Um, The one we turned over that they didn't have a chance to put their hand down was probably, you know, the one that kind of put us a little too far out of reach. But I think our defense is starting to play the style of defense that, you know, we all expected. It takes time. Um, I'm not by any means making excuses for it, but it takes time, you know, and I think we're starting to play the type of defense that, you know, we we, we expect our guys to play. Um, So a great learning opportunity, got another, Tremendous challenge coming up this weekend, obviously homecoming. Um, Expect the Joan to be, you know, full of, of fans really um, getting the opportunity to come back. ODU, a really good football team. Um, you know, I, I don't – you can look at records, but if you look at our record, what do people say? You know, I think you got to look at the film. You know, and I think when you watch their games, they're in a very similar scenario as us. You know, they're in a lot of games there's a turnover or a penalty or a drop or whatever it is that kind of separates them. Um, So we got to be prepared, you know, and I told the guys, it's really about us this week. You know, it's about us fixing the things we need to fix, improving the things we need to prove on all week so that we can go out and execute um, on Saturday. So uh, with that, I'll open it up for questions.
1: All right, we'll get to those questions here in a moment, but looking at Old Dominion on film, he, he says that they're a better team than that record I think that's a fair assessment. You look at them. You look at what they've been able to do. There's some things I like on, on paper at least what they're doing. As I mentioned before, I like their tight ends. I like what they're doing there. Uh, Zach Kunsap, kids looks like he is the real deal. Um, some other things. Uh, you, you look at them. I think they're they're pretty balanced as far as what they're doing offensively, run pass. I, I think that's good on their part. Uh, defensively. They don't have any interceptions. That stood out to me. No interceptions. Uh, sacks, 9 for 71. Tackles for loss, 27 for 113. Uh, total tackles, 365. Uh, looking at their offense, um, passing 92 of 169 for 893 yards. Five touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, rushing. They're not as prolific as they're I'll say that. Um, they're averaging like maybe four point two yards per carry. They've got about eight hundred and sixty-seven total yards. Uh, as I was looking at their defense today, trying to you know learn a little bit more about them, um, they got they got some good kids back there. Uh, Jordan Young stands out to me. He's got thirty-five tackles. He's got a sack. He's got one and a half tackles for loss. He's got a couple quarterback hurries. So there's some good talent on this team. There's some good things happening. So. I don't think Coach Huff is uh, doing that coach speak by saying, hey, they're better than that record. One and four, they're better than that record. And you could say the same thing about the Thundering Herd. Now, as um, I mentioned, the one thing that stood out to me, just trying to get a beat on what this team's all about, was uh, the play of their tight ends, especially Zach Kuntz. And as I mentioned, uh, they love going to him. 24 receptions. He's got 239 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, He... He gets the ball. He moves with it pretty far. He's uh, he's pretty consistent. Uh, they got a second tight end as well, uh, Isaiah Spencer, and he he only has nine receptions and he has only seventy nine yards, but he's got two touchdowns. So you know, they they use him effectively when they put him out there. And so that was when I talked to Coach earlier. I wanted to know what he saw there. Just maybe talk about them offensively and what they like to do with the tight ends.
0: I think they do a really good job of maximizing the tight end. They play a lot of 12 personnel, mainly 11, but they play a lot of 12 personnel, get two tight ends on the field. Um, you know, it's a matchup you know, type of deal for them. You know, nine times out of ten, um, the tight ends usually matched up on, you know, where he's going to have a little bit of a size advantage. They've got two guys with great size, um, the Zach Kuntz um tight end we we were he was at uh, Penn State when I was there we recruited him and I left and then he came in um so we know a lot about him and then their other tight end is probably a little more um athletic vertically um but Zach is 68 69 really good catch radius um does a really good job running his routes um so I think they do a really good job of matching up to create advantages for them so we got to be able to defend those um tight ends in the pass game and in the run game so he mentioned well, again,
1: yeah, he's recruited everybody, it feels like. I mean, he wins the battle as far as going out and hustling and doing, putting the work in and recruiting. And so he's familiar with Zach Kuntz. And he brings up that Penn State connection. He's got that connection also with the head coach of Old Dominion, Ricky R- Rain. I hope I'm saying that right. He's got that relationship. They know each other, they talk to each other, they're friends. It's not going to be friendly, I'm sure, when they meet on the field Saturday. Maybe, hey, how you doing? How you like it, Marshall? It's great. Okay, we'll see you here soon, uh, Coach. Talked about what that relationship's like, also that friendship, and, and what it's going to be when they get on the field on Saturday.
0: Yeah, um, you know, Ricky Ronnie is probably you know one of my best friends, not only in coaching but in life. Uh, we we spend a lot of time together. Um, we we're, we're similar, you know, we we're, you know, we, like, I don't have to call him every day or text him every week to say, Hey buddy, how you doing? Um, you know, we can talk once a week. We could talk for 30 seconds and say what we need to say and move on. Um, I've learned a lot from, from Ricky throughout the years. Hopefully he's learned something from me. Um, but we're, again, it's going to be about two minutes of, you know, Hey, how you doing? Hope all is well. And as much as I'm a fierce competitor, he's probably the exact same, um, so there's probably going to be some colorful language being thrown towards each other through the headsets during the game, um, but after the game, we're going to shake hands and move on. Um, I think the one thing that you know, I'm, I'll know for sure about you know, Coach Ronnie and his team, he, they're, they're going to be prepared. You know, they're going to be prepared. He does a really good job, um, obviously, of trying to maximize his talent. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of guys on that staff from Penn State that I'll have you know, relationships with. Um, but ultimately, and, and Coach Ronnie would probably say the same thing, it, it's really not about me and him. I'm not going to make any tackles. He's not going to throw any balls. Um, it's going to come down to our guys executing. And, and you know, I, I say it all the time, you got to be careful when you, when you look at, a, look at a, uh, a record and say, well, this team is X, Y, and Z. You don't know what's going on in their locker room. You don't know what they're battling. You know, you don't know is it, you know, health issues, COVID issues, injuries, character, morale, this guy, you know, got hurt. You don't know, you know, so you, you can't really say, oh, they're one and three. This, this should be a win. Well, yeah, they all should be wins. I get it. I, I want to win them all. Um, but you got to prepare every week because you don't know, you know. So it'll be a great opportunity. I know Coach Ronnie and his staff will be prepared. Um, the 30, 30 seconds, that probably be about a minute. The minute before the game, we'll shake hands and laugh. Um, it's going to get real ugly for about two and a half hours between both of us. And then after the game, we'll shake hands and go, go, our, go our separate ways.
1: All that stuff in between, though, the, you know, the th- kind of things that, you know, we won't be able to broadcast him saying in the headphone. That's that's the kind of material I want. I want to I hear what they really think. What do you really think about him, Coach? <laughs> oh, we're great friends until the game begins. And that's how it should be. So that'll be fun to, to watch that storyline unfold. I'm sure, you know, they'll get after each other. Old Dominion. Coach alluded to it. They're improving. The record doesn't say that, but they're improving. What does the record tell you? It tells you they're 0 1 in Conference USA and they're a 1 4 team. Marshall's record's 2 3 and they're 0 1 in Conference USA. Is Marshall a 2 3 team as far as uh, ability and performance? Maybe not. Is Old Dominion a 1 4 team? Maybe not. They're getting a little bit better, and coach was asked about that—the fact that they seem to be finally finding their groove a little bit—and he addressed that as far as teams improving and talking about Old Dominion as well over the last few games.
0: Yeah, I, I think as any season goes on, every team learns a little bit more about themselves. You know, a little bit more about who they are. Guys get experience. You know, you, you think about it take Rasheen Ali for us. You know how much better has he gotten from Navy till now. You know, does he still have a lot to improve on? Yeah, and I'm just using him as an example. So, even though they've had players, younger players with more or less experience, the more experience you get, the more you kind of get in the rhythm, you kind of get in the groove, you know who's able to do what, you know who you can count on. And I think as you watch them, um, they've been very similar to us, you know, it's one play here, one play there. Um, you know they've battled back in the in, in the second half of a few games and made it really close. Um, so I expect it to be a, a challenging um, a challenging game. You know for us on both sides of the ball and special teams.
1: What's he gonna say? That the no they're getting worse. No they're
0: they're they're definitely
1: getting better. And he's right. Teams get better as the season progresses. Right? You would think they, there's a little bit more chemistry being formed and. This is a team that can use all the chemistry building they can get and bonding because they didn't have a season last year. So he's right. Talked about Old Dominion getting better, his team getting better. The one thing, though, that needs to be addressed turnovers and dealing with adversity. And this is what coach had to say about both of those issues.
0: Yeah. You know, I think you got to, you know, two things you can do when, when adversity strikes you can either react or respond um reacting would be saying hey anybody who fumbles the ball you're never gonna play here again and you might as well go sit on the bench and and you know and do nothing responding will be okay this is not acceptable okay I'm going to help you fix the problem I'm going to give you the keys and we'll keep the ball vertical we'll do some extra drills you know our our, our guys have done some extra uh they know okay so But responding says, hey, I'm going to help you fix the problem. I'm going to give you the keys to fix the problem. But no different than if you have a two-year-old who falls off a bike. If you don't put them back on the bike, they'll never trust riding a bike again. Now, I do think as they get older, it changes a little bit. Seniors, older guys that kind of know this process, know taking care of the ball. And not necessarily because... Seniors because they've been here four years, but seniors that've been in our program and understand our philosophy and the importance on turnovers and penalties and those types of things. So, yeah, we, we've we've done some reinforcement, but we're going to choose to respond to adversity instead of react. Um, obviously, in the moment, you got to you know make some adjustments, but I think the first thing you got to do is say, okay, this is not acceptable. Here's how we're going to help you improve. Here's how we're going to help you do better. And then you got to put them back on the bike and give them an opportunity to get over it mentally, kind of like you said.
1: Spoken like a parent also. You fall off the bike, you got to get back up on that bike. And one other thing that's related to what he was just talking about was past interference calls. That was asked. Those have come... They never come at a good time. There's never a good time for a pass interference call, right? You don't sit there and look at the chart and go, you know, right now, if we got a pass interference, we'd be okay. No, you're never okay with a pass interference call. But they are coming at really the worst moment in a football game that you can come to. And Coach was asked, what's the message to the defense, to those guys, about cleaning up the pass interference calls? And here's his response.
0: Yeah, um, kind, of, kind of the same thing. I, I don't know if this is the NFL or, or college. You know, I, I interpreted rules a little bit different, not saying that we're all perfect. Um, but again, you got to respond. You know, so we've got to work drills to kind of get guys be in better position. We got to, you know, evaluate what is being called consistently as pass interference and what's not. Um, and then again, same thing goes. You got to respond teach them what they are able to do, and then you got to make a decision. Who can do it? Who's going to give us the best chance to be successful? We've done some extra drills. We've adjusted some of our um, techniques. You know, if you ask any DB coach in the country, and I know there's a lot of them out there uh, who who, who have, you know, who who don't really coach on Saturday but, you know, are able to coach on Saturday, if you know what I mean. Um, If you ask any DB coach in the country, if you're playing man coverage, you are running with the guy and your eyes are on his hips, and when his hands and eyes go up, you play through his hands. That's what most base man coverage would say. Um, but what's happening is our guys are being caught in situations where there's balls being thrown short, there's back shoulder balls, so now you got to take the next step, and you got to play through the hands and find the ball. Well, the, the, the higher you go with techniques – Now all of a sudden you get in a situation where I think you guys may have saw uh, Lee Anthony on Saturday night where you're a step behind, then the guy throws the ball out over front of you, now the guy's going for a a true go ball not a back shoulder ball. So you got to be able to put yourself in the right technique. Um, It starts at the line of scrimmage with your footwork. Um, Obviously, we got to manage who we allow to be in man coverage. Um, But again, you want to stop the run, you can get another guy in the box if you're in man coverage. You don't, you know, and there are some other ways to do it. So I just think it's a combination of us continuing to evaluate one or two things, to who we're playing, to what they can do consistently, and then giving them some more tools to use with the understanding that if they use these other tools, there are some other things that could happen.
1: All right, Charles Huff, he's more on the we're going to teach, we're going to put them – in better positions we're going to tell them and teach them and show them how to put themselves in better positions so that's where we're at as far as cleaning up all of that now a couple other things he talked about one thing i want to mention is their special teams unit at old dominion how good are they well it got coach huff's attention when asked about them they lead the nation and block kicks what's that all about here's coach huff
0: yeah, I mean these guys are real, man. I mean they they are, they're real. I mean they they're not blocking kicks by like, "Oh, I blocked the kick." They're like, "If you punt it, we're going to block it." Um so obviously we we got to we got to do a good job. Obviously, was last week we had a um issue with a block punt was a non-block by one of our players. Guy was lined up in a position in the gray and I thought and the guy behind him didn't think um, totally a, a, a person, not a personnel area, as in could not do it, but did not do what he was supposed to. Um, so I'm sure they're looking at that on film. Um, we got to get that cleaned up, obviously. Um, you know, but they are, they are creating opportunities for themselves through special teams. Um, I think if you look back, there's been some opportunities that we've created for ourselves through special teams. You, know, you go all the way back to game one, you, know, you block two kicks in a game, you got a chance to be real successful. Um, you know, the, the, the kickoff return at, um, at App State, you know, that really changes the swing of momentum, really gives us an opportunity. So we've had some opportunities to to, to benefit from really good special teams. Um, we've also had some opportunities to learn from mistakes in the kicking game, um, big and small. You know, I think, you know, you, you probably don't look at it, but. You know, Andrew Sanders, who's doing a great job kicking off for us, you know, miss hit a ball. It's a line drive. The guy catches it. We haven't even run 10 yards yet. You know, those are big plays in special teams that don't necessarily go, you know, to to the touchdown category or to the block kick category. But they definitely change the game. Um, so those things we've learned that we it can go either way in special teams. And we got to make sure we're sound this week. We got to make sure we communicate this week. So all 11 guys are on the same page with who's blocking who, who has who. and then we got to allow ourselves to be on the positive end of discipline and, and executing on special teams and not the other side.
1: And finally, one question that was asked uh, about knowledge McDaniel, how's he doing? How is he progressing as uh, coach has been able to uh, see him? Uh, I've got him down for um, I've got him down for 107 yards. one touchdown. Is that enough sampling size? He, he hasn't uh, he hasn't carried as much as, say, Rasheen has or maybe even Sheldon. But when he's out there, he, he does pick up yards. So what's the evaluation on knowledge? Are we going to see him a little bit more? I think we should see him a little bit more, definitely. Here's Coach's evaluation when asked about uh, just how uh, how far knowledge has uh, been progressing.
0: Yeah, I, I think knowledge has, has done a, a good job. Uh, with the opportunities he's had in the game. You know, he's got to continue to to practice really hard um, so that we can see what we're expecting in the game. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a misnomer. And this is not a knock on knowledge. He's done a phenomenal job when he's gotten in the games. Um, but when you practice, you're, you're not just evaluating, you know, does Barry Sanders get the ball and make seven guys miss? You're evaluating, does he pick up the right guy in pass pro? You're evaluating, is he in the right area on, on the runs? Is he running with the right pad level? Does he give us a chance to, you know, make a guy miss? Does he give us a chance in the pass game? You know, those are all the things you're evaluating. And the tough part, you know, you take a guy like Knowledge, Ethan Payne, those guys who have a lot of ability. Well, the game plan changes every week. You know, it's not just, hey, go in and, and, and run the same run you had, at, you know, three weeks ago. Hey, it's the same run but the look is different, so it may hit different. It's the same protection, but their blitz is different, so it may hit different. So all of those things get involved. I I really do think um, as knowledge continues to work, he's going to continue to get more and more opportunities, which from a coach's perspective, it's our job to put the young men in the game when we think they're going to have the most success, not just, okay, you're next in line, go. You're next in line, go. I don't think that's fair to young men. But putting them in the game when they can have success so they can build confidence so now the more they get in, the better they play. You put any young man in the game, and he's not prepared, he doesn't have success. Now all of a sudden his confidence is shook. His teammates are kind of like, well, why is he in here? All of those things matter. Um, So from a knowledge McDaniel's perspective, I think he's doing a really good job of managing the opportunities he's gotten. He's getting better in practice to continue to build trust between his teammates, his coaches, and how he practices. And now he's going to continue to get those opportunities. And then from there, it's about executing. Coach
1: Huff, those uh, the highlights from his presser earlier this afternoon. If you want to hear it all in order and fully, you can go to our website. We've got the video posted now, WRVC.com. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line is open. What would you think? What did Coach Huff say that you wanted to hear and you heard? He didn't say that you wanted to hear, and maybe he should have talked about And everything else in between. Text line is open, 304-523-2275. More coming up. That's right, more. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and
0: AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: This will be a quick segment. Uh, As uh, always on Tuesdays, Coach Huff... um, He's a man of a thousand words, and uh, you're going to hear all of them usually here on the program. Welcome back. It's The Drive for this Tuesday, October 5th. The phone line is uh, brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And our text line, 304-523-2275. Conference USA Player of the Week honors go to Pedro Dolabella. He scored all three goals in the last two matches for fifth-ranked Marshall, 2 nothing victory over Butler, and a 1-0 victory over Conference USA opponent Old Dominion. He got his first career two-goal game as he scored in the 23rd minute and again in the 77th minute against Butler. And then on the road against Old Dominion, he scored in the 59th minute after he dribbled around a few defenders in the box before firing on net for the game's only goal. He leads the Herd in goals with six and is tied for the team lead in total points with 16. He has recorded a goal or an assist in eight of Marshall's 10 games. So congratulations to him. Conference USA action coming up Friday and Saturday for Marshall's volleyball team. They're going to be at FAU Friday and Saturday. Both matches will be at 1 p.m. And then women's soccer on Friday going to be hosting UTSA. That's coming up 7 o'clock on Friday. I know it's a big high school football night as well, but if you don't have a high school game to go to, that's an opportunity for you to go support the women. And then on Saturday, uh, men's soccer at FAU. That's going to be 7 o'clock so uh, after the herd football game is done you got the soccer matchup taking on FAU uh, I have to check on that I don't know if FAU streaming that but that's what the availability looks like all right uh, we're going to take our final break wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of the drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930
0: this is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank
1: And finally, before we call it a day, we've got the coaches poll. United Soccer Coaches Poll is out. And Marshall's still fifth. Georgetown is first, receiving 21st first-place votes. Uh, University of Washington second with three first-place votes. And then Duke is moving up. Duke moves up from four to three. And West Virginia drops from three to four. Marshall maintains at 5. The Herd is 6-1 and 3. West Virginia now 6-0 oh, and 3. Looking at Conference USA, Kentucky goes from 10 to 8. You'll take that. And you also look at the schedule and you see FIU moving up from 21 to 20. You'll take that as well as uh, you want all the Conference USA schools possible to be ranked. That's doing it for the show. It's it. It's over. It's done. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Don't forget, we got baseball action coming up for you tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's the wild card game from Fenway Park in Boston. Boston. I don't have that Matt Damon Boston accent down yet. I'll work on that. Coming up tomorrow, more of the same and then some. We'll see you then. WRBC Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscar's Breakfast
0: Burgers and Brew Studios this is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930